Hey, what's going on? <laughs> How are you, Chad? You always come into this intro just like, oh. <laughs> oh, hello. Hey. We've started. <laughs> we did it. Uh, well, we this is our first episode of All This Noise. Yeah, we did do it. We, we did, did it. actually do it. Uh, for those of you who don't know, this is the first episode of this podcast on the Brownies Lemonade Network. Valerie Lee and myself, Chad Kenny here, mm-hmm. live from Icon. Live from Icon. <laughs> yeah. And I mean... I was trying to think about, you know, what's our tagline? What's our cool thing? And here's what I came up with. You tell me what you think. Uh Um, Really, I think All This Noise is a podcast made for music fans, music people, by music fans and music people. Because that's really what we are, you and I. We come from, you know, different parts of music background, but we share a lot of similarities in that I think we first originated truly as music fans. Right. And even through all the trials and tribulations of working in it and meeting all the crazy characters you meet and all that, we still love it, love to see all the different ebbs and flows of it. And personally, I think, you know, there's so much music makes people feel so strongly and there's so many things that people feel strongly about. Mm. And what I always love talking to people about is, you know, what their opinions are on the crazy new trends or the crazy thing that happened over the weekend. And I'm just excited for this to be a place where we get to unpack it a little bit. Yeah. We get to share our thoughts and hopefully hear from, you know, friends of ours, new friends, cool artists, cool industry people, and hopefully fans too. And obviously some of your very unconventional takes yes. from Coachella. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> from uh, all over the from place. From all over the place. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, honestly... Well, my tagline was a little different. It was a podcast for the jaded. No. <laughs> um, sometimes. I'm sometimes. sure sometimes it will be. Hey, but, you know, I think that the I, I really like your tagline. Thank you. For, for music nice people. By, but also <laughs> because I think that this is a place where we can, you know, heal the jadedness, mm, you know? Yeah. Because all this noise, it really does encapsulate that there there is a saturation. There is... I mean, really, a paralysis of choice. Yeah. An illusion, uh, many yeah. illusions out there of choice and and uh, agency and all that stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. these are all things that we are going to talk about, as you can tell, hopefully already. We both feel very strongly about all of these parts of music. Oh, absolutely. Too, and... I feel too strongly about it. I don't know. Exactly. This man needed a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I wasn't, my voice wasn't uh, represented well enough in the culture with a talk show and, you know, the shows. It's just because you have so, events. you have too much to say, Chad. Uh, that's true. <laughs> I, no. I told you I'm going to try to get it down to as close to 50-50 as possible for Valchad distribution. But hey, sometimes <laughs> it might be a little bit 40-60 Valchad. Some days it'll be 70-30 Valchad, hopefully. It'll yeah. It'll be a Val episode. Oh, man. Uh, we'll but, see what topic brings that out of me. <laughs> I yeah, it's gonna be really fun. I'm I'm honestly so excited to do this with you because I think we've known each other for so long, and I love your opinions. I think your opinions are funny. I think I have a lot of opinions, and I keep a lot of them to myself. I will say, yeah, but I'm Thank excited. You. You're a lot more guarded. <laughs> I don't really post them publicly, but I feel like when if yeah. I were to encounter anyone in the wild, but although I do like I do like your the way that you were able to express like I was saying, an unconventional take Mm. that is kind of not like, not controversial, just kind of the way that in which that things should be discussed. Like, was that really that good? Mm. You know, like, cause I think uh, we we discussed this when we did one of our test podcasts, but like (laughs) there is this sense that there is an audience for everything. Yeah. And you start to have an understanding of what the narrative that is forming, like the general narrative. Yeah. And it's very not cool to go against it unless you were like, you're just one of those people who's known for having an individual kind of unique voice. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, most people don't have that and they kind of go along with, oh, I saw that, you know, people were saying that it was this. But okay, but what, what was your take on you know? Right. And that's what people have had to tell me a lot. My roommates, some of my close friends is like, why do you care what anyone else was saying about it? Mm. What are you saying about it? And yeah. I think that's a cool exercise to to bring into this show. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that's like such a, a conversation, I think, around the genre of dance music, which I think both of us are largely rooted in. I don't think it'll be the only thing we talk about mm-hmm. in this podcast, but I... 
always love when I have a conversation with someone who's maybe a little less familiar with the genre or a little bit outside of it. And they're kind of like, oh, that's so interesting that you were like a journalist or whatever about dance music, because I feel like there's this stigma that dance music is so silly. There's like, it's so fluffy or it's just like, no one takes it seriously. And a hundred percent, there's a large portion of things that feel that way. And that just simply are that in dance music. But there's also a lot that has a lot of history, has a lot of meaning, that maybe the newer generation doesn't know, that hopefully we can, you know, provide some context for. Totally. And I'm excited to do that. Me too. No, it's it's great. And uh, yeah, you and I share the same sentiment about all that. I think, uh, you know, our first episode, yes. we were lucky enough to have Alice in Wonderland here. Yes, we were. Um, and we just recorded a great episode. We're excited for you to hear it. She talked a lot about... A lot of the things that we want our guests to explore, I think, yes, um, you know, the process, the journey. Mm-hmm. And she I described think, it as the pit. Which, yes, you know, you're going to hear that, more about bottom. that. Yeah, yeah. The, and the hero's journey that would be described as the belly of the whale, which is like when you're at the lowest point. Mm-hmm. And um, but also, like, it's funny to hear her talking about that in reference to White Fang, mm-hmm. that someone who her is so exta- established mm-hmm. and successful as her kind of went through that process again with a new project. Yeah, I mean, I am so excited to share this episode because I think we caught her at such a beautiful time in her, not only her career, but her life as well. Um, You know, talking about recently launching White Fang, like you said, everything with Alice in Wonderland, as we mostly know her. And then she's also quite literally nine months pregnant. She's about to have a baby. Quite literally. Yeah, nine months pregnant. The baby's coming out very soon. Um, And obviously there's so much tied into that being such a like a strong woman figure in a in a scene that still feels, you know, male dominated and Absolutely. she's been doing it for a long time. So to see someone of her caliber do it and do it with such style and grace, it's it's just great to hear what her experience has been like. So Yeah, and you know, depending on when this goes up, this was recorded uh just about 3 days after she headlined uh she was on the main stage at EDC. Mm-hmm. Uh nine months pregnant. So, so was the baby. So was the baby headline. <laughs> <laughs> the headliner is the baby. you and you and the baby. Yes. Awesome um, Wonderland plus one. Uh, no, but that was, uh, that was just an awesome conversation. We're really excited for you, you to hear it on yeah. the first episode of all this noise. Yeah. And there's more to come. So please enjoy. Thanks. Cool. So you guys wanted to start and talk about Crocs? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how many Crocs you have. I have probably 10 pairs. 10. Of yeah. all different colors? Yes. I have like army color, like a camo red. These were actually meant originally because I have not seen the movie The Cars series. Mm. And my friend wanted me to do a Cars movie marathon with him. Yeah, fair. Um, and I ordered the little... Gibbets. Mm-hmm. Oh, cars where you can like put them on top. And I was right? gonna make a cars themed Crocs for myself and my friend. Yeah. And then we never got to see cars because I started feeling really sick every night from being pregnant. <laughs> oh, pregnancy. <laughs> right. Um. And so now they're just my normal cars Crocs. I don't know. I still call them my cars Crocs. Um, did you get the giblets though? I did. Okay, great. From Etsy. Okay, great. Yeah, there's like a bunch of them. But I also felt like a fake fan because like I've never seen the the movies. Well, it's okay because when the baby comes, oh, yeah. I feel like I do not have a baby, but I look forward to hanging out with other people's children to watch kids' movies because oh. I love kids' movies. Well. So we can watch Cars. I feel like I'm going to show my kid <laughs> such like the the movies that I grew up on and I'm not sure if they're. Which ones? Like, I really love fantasy, but live-action fantasy, mm. but vintage live-action fantasy. Yeah. Labyrinth. The Labyrinth, yeah. The Princess Bride. Never-ending story. Never-ending story. That, but see, the never-ending story, it's kinda cra- It's kind yeah. of, like, creepy. Yeah, it is kind of And I feel like I was re-watching <laughs> Legend, which is a, a Tom, like to one of Tom Cruise's first movies. Yeah. And he, he it, it's kind of scary. Yeah, they are kind of scary. And I never realized how weird 
shows were for us they, when we they were, were kids. Yes. They were. It's like but, all like fever dreams. See, yes, I thought about exactly. this a lot. I think you need to scare the you need to scare kids. Like cause they cause I mean the world is scary. Oh my god, you sound like my fiance. <laughs> Stop. I, I, I have like this fear that he's gonna show the kid like nightmare. Yeah, like his work. Yeah. He's like, look at my movies. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just try I, out. I, I, I genuinely have this we've had this conversation where I'm like I'm not comfortable with you showing mm. Nightmare on Elm Street like no Freddy Krueger no <laughs> Friday the 13th like nothing yeah. please and he's like well when I was a kid I could watch whatever I wanted I'm like doesn't matter like even the Goonies for me is kind of creepy Have you oh ever? totally I mean yeah. those movies um, yeah, yeah they were creepy in a different way because they felt more real yeah, yeah but know? that's why I feel like a lot of my visuals were really inspired by those kind of yeah. things. Yeah. But yeah, I want I want the baby to watch less creepy versions. I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of CGI. I like kind of yes the old I, school. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it's it's weirder and cooler. And like it's a puppet. Maybe a man's hand is like. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's why ET was so freaky because it yeah you know, has like a real texture to it's it. It's practical yeah. effects. Yeah. Yeah. And so it just kind of feels more. No, when I look at CGI, I'm never charmed the same way. Even That's though, true. That's a great even point. Even though I know that they're, they're, I don't know. I mean, Harry Potter, great. Movies. Harry Potter is everything. We love Harry Potter. But like, I just know that I see things. I'm like, I know that's CGI. Yeah. Like, even yeah. when people have CGI elephants or whatever in the movies now, because you can't yeah. use real elephants, which I agree with. And I'm not saying, <laughs> you're like, bring the elephants back. <laughs> bring the elephants back. Just show the movies when we used to have them, though. Yes. You know? yeah, uh, yeah. But, I mean, Harry Potter is different because you grew up yeah. with the books. Yes. And, and I, I remember, like, f- seeing that first Harry Potter at the movies, and it looked exactly like a sword in my head. Oh, good. Did I you know. experience that? Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I think we all kind of thought they looked... Yeah. They, they cast the kids really well, too. Yes. Because yeah. it kind of grew up well, which is you yeah. can't always predict that well. I know. Also true. Yeah. yeah. Very it's true. actually so true. <laughs> I miss those uh, You know days. who grew up really well? Neville Longbottom. I know. Neville's a... <laughs> he probably Neville's out of all show. of them the most. He, came, like, <laughs> he kind of he is. like a hunk. Shout out to Neville Longbottom. I remember when he came... Like, the last movies came out and everyone was like, whoa. It's <laughs> like, who's that? that? Oh, Neville. Neville's okay. a snack. And that's like the moral of the story is... Be nice to all the kids. Yeah, someday they might be really, really hot. They might become (laughs) Neville Longbottom. Right. Be a hottie. Who knows? Okay. Well, welcome to all (laughs) this noise. This is a good lead-in. This is a great (laughs) lead-in. Welcome to all this noise. I'm so excited and so honored and grateful that you're joining us because this is a music podcast made for music people, by music people. Mm. And we wanted to just be a place where we get to talk about great music, great people making music, and the hot topics of music and Mm. just kind of dive a little deeper and many reasons why we're excited to have you one because we love you two because I feel like both of us have seen you as Alice in Wonderland through the eras Mm -hmm. you know the growth to where you are now Mm -hmm. and I love that besides the amazing music and shows you're playing and making there's a lot to talk about <laughs> yeah. because you might not be able to tell, but she's very pregnant. I'm very pregnant. I'm like <laughs> nine months pregnant right now, guys. And you can't really tell, which is the funniest part I as you're sitting there. I can tell. <laughs> yeah. How are you feeling in this moment? Because also that's the thing to say is that you are very close to your due date at yes, this point. So this close. is actually potentially this one is, of the last. This is definitely the last thing I'm doing. Which I love. Again, and obviously honored. I couldn't say no. I love everyone here. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. But uh, also, you know what's funny is people kept asking me, how are you doing EDC? Like, how are you getting through this? How are you doing Coachella? My answer was, it it makes me happy. I've been doing this for so long that it's so natural to me. And it's like the one thing that really makes me happy. And when I'm on stage, I I, I didn't really feel aware of my body that much. Mm. Um, And it's so second nature to me that um, it was just something that I was doing because it brings me joy. It Mm. didn't really feel like... I was doing anything heroic. Um, the doctors were very much monitoring me and everything, so we were taking all the right precautions. Sure. And if something wasn't right, I obviously wouldn't have played. Um, and obviously there were some shows I couldn't make because I'm not allowed to travel that long of a distance, and I actually can't legally fly on commercial airplanes anymore, so I couldn't get to I was trying to explain that to people. Cause, uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, honestly, it's it, it's... It's my form of escapism. Even if I'm not feeling well, like, 
I'll still, if I get up on stage, I'm happy and it goes quickly, you know. I just played EDC and it was, I was just, I just wanted to get on stage. Yeah. I'm sad that I have three months off. <laughs> you know, like I'm not sad. Obviously, I'm so overjoyed that I'm grateful to yeah. have this. But if I could do both at the same time during the beginning, I would 100% do it. You turn to Ty, you're like, hold my baby. Yeah. I got to go do some stuff. <laughs> That's literally been the conversation because, you know, once I get back, I'm like, on the weekends. Yeah. It's even the baby. It's on duty. That's but you got to imagine that, like, your child's going to come into this world with that imbued that they just headlined. Uh, <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Not only you see everything over the past like two months, like yeah. three months that you've been performing. Yeah. And yeah. I think also when I found out I was pregnant, my mom was like, oh, play Bach and the Beatles like I did to you every day. This baby's only heard electronic music because I've been making albums. <laughs> yeah. I made like uh, the White Fang album, Pregnant, and just been playing shows. So it's that and then um this is a fun i mean no one's heard this story i had a terrible fall actually during oh. my pregnancy oh my gosh and i had i was in hospital getting monitored what? yeah it was Notice. gnarly <laughs> i know I, I i should have told you actually <laughs> but i had a really bad fall i tripped so my i guess my my center of gravity's off because I'm carrying so much weight. Mm. And I, I tripped over a, a hard suitcase in my hallway and fell on my belly onto the corner of the suitcase. And they were like really worried and the baby wasn't moving and we were freaking out. Oh my God. And I was, I was like, I don't know if I should go to emergency. And we didn't until the next day I called the doctor and she, and she was like, get here right now. Um, but that night we were trying to play things to the baby to see what, would make the baby kick because there was no movement and the only thing it was an hour and then ty my fiance was like what if i played this song and he put on bloodhound gang <laughs> and the baby started kicking so much and so now every time we put on a bloodhound gang song it's like become a joke the baby kicks I wonder, so it's like electronic music <laughs> bad touch yeah i was like i wonder no. if that means the baby likes it or hates it I don't know. It's that and then like four to the floor, like 140 BPM techno is like another one. Oh, boy. Really? Start them young. Te yeah. Techno baby. That's like the most reaction I get. Um, oh, my God. That's, yeah. that's awesome. None of wait. my singing records. It's I can't wait till they're old enough for me to ask and be like, so what do you think about this genre? You know what, though? <laughs> Low key, Bloodhound Gang, yeah. that album's pretty good. Like, I didn't give it the time of day until now. Bloodhound Gang considered a one-hit wonder from the 90s. No, Remember? there's, was... like, a bunch of hits on there. I was okay. like, whoa, they did this. And it's, like, mixed so well. If we're talking about musicians, right, right, right. the mix of the, <laughs> the album that we were listening to, I think they have a few. They did They did Bad Touch, though, right? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. You and me, baby, none of yeah. the mammals. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Because that was like, I remember when I was in fifth grade, that song came out and I was like, oh, yeah. This is like forbidden. Like, and it I shouldn't was so be listening naughty, to this. And we're all like singing it. And <laughs> yeah, we're like, I downloaded that on Napster. Sex. Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, a, that's it, a throwback. It was good. I like. I liked when songs felt really naughty. And, you know, yeah. Yes. No, it's something fun about it. It's like, that's what electronic music opened up that other genres didn't always do, you yeah. know? I feel like the one that for me, the thing that I always felt naughty about was. Offspring Smash was the first album I ever bought mm. with my money, mm. Mm. and there was this part where they're like, "You stupid dumb shit, goddamn motherfucker!" And I used to scream yes. it. Yes, and my parents <laughs> would be like, "I'm like, it's part of the song. It's part of the song. I'm just singing along. That's yeah. all." But I felt so naughty. That was that. I I share yeah. that with you too. The Offspring was like, oh, a, yeah. definitely like an angst. You know, it was fun. You're able to get some get something out. Dance yeah. around in your room. Yeah. Yeah. You know, anyway. it's uh, I, it's funny, though, because, like, when we have grandkids down the line, because we're talking about electronic music, I've always thought they're no, going to no listen. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> you're, up, you're up next. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, I was thinking, like, if I show them, like, Justice. You oh, know, yeah. Are, are my grandkids going to be like, Pap, Pap, this music is so old. It was made on a computer. I think about you know? that all the like, time. The just, it, Justice know. is one I thought about. Yeah. Because it was so revolutionary when it came out. That whole album, was it was 2007? Mm -hmm. or 2006? Exactly, yeah, 2007. 2007. And I remember my mind being blown mm -hmm. hearing that. It was like Waters of Nazareth and Genesis, like all the the that whole album and, and you know, they were playing like synths through guitar amps and it was so right. punk rock and it felt so fresh and new. 
And like, I mean, that's all you would hear in the clubs. But are our future generations, our offspring, are they going to have that same, you know? They, I mean, they might. It could be like the Led Zeppelin of our time. Exactly. You know? Because yeah. I think so. I would listen to Led Zeppelin or the Beatles, and I wouldn't be like, "Oh, this sounds old." But right. I mean, I guess. It... No, I mean, but there's going to be more texture. You know, there's going to be something to it that's going to be received differently for the young, yeah, the young folk I, of the future. I wonder if it will be like more of the senses will be involved or mm. something. Mm-hmm. I think about Whoa. that. Yeah, I think about that all the time. Like smell and sound and taste. And I was t- I was actually getting interviewed recently um, about my when I trip on psychedelics and I was saying how <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm there with you. Yeah. And Absolutely. I was saying that one of the weirdest experiences I had and, and I mean, I don't really do anything except shrooms. Mm-hmm. Obviously not now at mm-hmm. all. Right. <laughs> Please let's, let's, Start let's, let's clear the room. <laughs> no, 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 no. But like I have also tried LSD and when I did LSD, the weirdest thing that happened to me is I could taste the songs I was hearing mm. and it was the weirdest like synesthesia thing that I've yeah. ever experienced. Is it? I guess that's what they call it. Yeah. And um, different songs or voices would have different tastes. And I wonder if one day someone's gonna do that with music. I think about it all the time, or like a scent. You know, 100%. rather than that, or like you know, the rooms shaking a certain way, or because we already have that with lights and visuals. So you've got visual and audio going. Mm-hmm. But imagine what else you can do. I mean, I, I I'm there with you. I, I feel like. The goosebumps you I've gotten from listening to music a certain way, it it's euphoric. It's like above any of the other oh, yeah. you know, senses or, or mm-hmm. you know, stimuli ever. Yeah, you know? I just you know, I wonder what what is gonna happen. I mean, it's either gonna be that or we were talking earlier about things coming in waves. It could just mm-hmm. be like the most minimal thing. I'm seeing a lot of artists now go way more minimal with their production, you know, just lights or Right. I mean, Fortet did the um Yeah, his Art lights. Yeah, and then also when when they when Skrillex Fortet and um, Fred again did the Coachella set. It oh yeah, super minimal. Very minimal. minimal. Yeah. And I was at, I went to see Skrillex at Red Rocks, and he started DJing in the crowd, no production. Minimal. Just minimal, just a DJ booth, and yeah. then the the set itself. He played for five hours, but the set itself just lights, just yeah, just strobes, some lasers. And, I mean, sometimes yeah. that's like it, it, if you know how to curate a set and for years I would play with no production actually you don't necessarily need it Mm -hmm. Um, but I think in some instances if you're trying to put on a certain type of show visuals just lift it to a different level but then you can do the same thing it just depends like what kind of set you're making really yeah I think it's really interesting too too, because I think there's a level of expectation now where some artists feel like they have to develop that side and I respect, you know, the Fortet example of an artist that just commits to doing the minimal or doing what I they mean, feel I feel is like it looks version. minimal, but that was of course probably really difficult to pull off. Yeah, very highly programmed yeah. art piece. I in yeah. Its own way. Yeah. That it, it Simplicity is hard to execute. I mean, that's it, it, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And it just perfectly looks perfectly said. Well, no, but I cuz I I'm interested to get your take on this cuz you've You've seen a whole evolution throughout your career, but Uh it feels like there's a whole new generation discovering at this inflection point that is very basic. Like they're discovering mashups for the first time. Yeah. It's so weird because mashups was such a big thing when, you know, back in our day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I'm kind of surprised because because back then it was not just about being a producer. There was also separately, there was just just DJs. Mm -hmm. So just DJs who weren't producing music, right. they were doing these crazy mashups right. live, like DJ AM, A-Track, like, you know, th- you listen to all of that, and it was just so, it was so cool. And then you had, like, too many DJs. Yeah, and, and even, like, Girl Talk. Girl Talk, I was about, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was just listening to Night Ripper the other day, and the amount of samples and just, like, it, it, you would just be like, wow, I, it seems like it was almost ahead of its time. Yeah. And now it would be, I See don't know how I'm it would saying? be Everything you know? comes in waves. It is, yeah, it's so interesting. It's going to be yeah. good. I think, I, like, I, I get excited. I'm really excited. Recently, just the, the newer generation of artists that are coming out 
like electronic artists are really exciting me and it feels like a resurgence it mm. feels like when I started um and that's part of why I wanted to launch my record label because um I don't want people to feel the pressure of having to be content creators right now yeah. and I just want to give someone a platform to put something out who I heard on SoundCloud who I believe in who I'm a fan of um who excites me musically mm. and creatively and um I'm just stoked at what i'm hearing and seeing right now really. tell us tell us a little bit more about the label for um, those who yeah, aren't familiar fmu records fuck me up records um it's been in the pipeline for a really long time we finally did it this year i've already released things with john casey debau uh something something alias we had sippy white fang which is <laughs> me <laughs> nepotism um, uh hello uh she got her foot in the door and then we're about to release with um quick society project it's a DMB project, Frederick, oh. and it's insane. Like I heard it and um, kind of lost my my brain. I, I, I just said to him, I need to sign this. Like, let me just put something out. Um, That's awesome. And it's just so good. But honestly, I'm so excited about everything I'm hearing musically. And, and whenever I'm playing like a main set, if it's not my music, it's always an up and coming SoundCloud artist. Always. Like that's the beat that I put in. That's yeah. amazing. I don't know if you call it a SoundCloud artist anymore, but like an up-and-coming producer. <laughs> yeah. I, they're still putting their stuff on SoundCloud, yeah, Like I more think. underground, but I feel like th those beats I get attracted to more because they're not overproduced. They're minim minimal. They hit hard. They're interesting. They 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 wake me up a little bit. Um, so that was the biggest, like, driving force behind White Fang, you what? think? It's just, like, being inspired by those. That no. <laughs> I'm, I'm no, I'm just interested how that. No, Waifang was actually started before I even started Alice in Wonderland. Mm. Um, yeah. And when I signed my record deal back in 2011, I said to Garth, my manager, I wouldn't sign it unless they took Waifang out of the contract. Smart. And yeah. very smart. I always knew I was going to bring it back. It was a very different side of me. It was more industrial. My vocals aren't on it. Um, it feels like a, <clears throat> there's you know I, I release a lot of music under Allison and a lot of those beats are in that music but it's never highlighted mm -hmm. um, and so I wanted a home for those beats and those sounds within my music that where they would where they would be heard properly um, and noticed um, because you know when you're signed to a label and you're singing and there's there's more obvious tracks that that a label wants to push out, which I am very proud of, and I love as as much as I do Waifang. The the more minimal, like industrial beats, they're not getting the attention that I would love them to get. So yeah, I think um, there's also something to be said about your music as Alice in Wonderland. I think felt so or feels so new and different because it's so personal and yes, you're so vulnerable. It's very very personal. The lyrics are so very much yeah. like from you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which. I think as an artist can be very difficult also it's to incredibly be so difficult. vulnerable all the time. Yeah. Yes. And it, it's draining because yeah. I'm, I'm in there, I'm giving my all and then you put it out and like the world's just fucking judging you and right. hearing your story and your diary. Um, and people weren't really doing that a ton in elect, you know, mainstream yeah. electronic music or no. even like, yeah. Especially when I most. started, it wasn't, it wasn't a thing and people were trying to put me in a box and they couldn't. Um, and it was like, I had to fight through that. I was mm -hmm. getting like criticized a lot. Even my mix mag set, TBT. which <laughs> is like the highest, to the highest day. viewed one. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Still. It's like yeah. 16 million views or something or 15 million. Something stupid. Numbers. Yeah. Numbers. Yeah. It went like full on viral and you can see my hands the whole time. I'm like scratching. Also, that set was completely improvised because yeah. I didn't know that it was, like, what Mix Mag was. I was mm -hmm. so naive. <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally... Garth was like, oh, yeah, you're doing this thing, and we turn up and... Yeah. He's like, have fun. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> know that did. it was going to be yeah. what it was. Yes. We didn't. And I was just... I just had my USBs, and I just played. And um, I, I think I played for an hour 20. It was mm. supposed to be, like, an hour. And um, I was just, like having the best time DJing but I'm scratching all this kind of stuff and people were still saying I was not actually DJing when the fucking camera was on my hands you could see like the decks you could see the mixer you could see the lights on when I was like <laughs> doing that and it 
And it was such a fight back then for me to be understood, even as like any mm. type of artist. But now, you know, I don't give a fuck. And it's obviously, I, 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 I can back myself up. Yeah, I mean, the like, track record speaks for itself, um, you know. Yeah. But yeah, with, with White Fang, um, I'm really, you know, I wanted to work with other vocalists. I felt like it made more sense to not do it with Allison because it's so much me mm -hmm. and my lyrics and my vocals. Um, and so that was really cool. You know, I worked with some really great people on, on, the, on the last record. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I want to talk about White Fang because we talked a little bit about, you know, the different thought, thought processes behind putting together a full show, visual elements of it. Yes. And you just had a really exciting, it feels like a long time ago now, but it wasn't <laughs> that long ago where you just had this big debut moment with yeah, White Fang it went it better to Coachella. It went better than I ever would have thought. It's yeah. so crazy because I was also like the highest spiking Spotify artist of Coachella. And we went up 2,000%. Which is amazing. I thought that was a made-up number. Yeah. Like, I thought it was it made up. It sounds like it. <laughs> but it wasn't. And I called Garth. I'm like, is this real? He's like, yeah, it's real. I'm like, what the <laughs> actual fuck? 2,000%? So thank you if you did listen to the, the record. Well, Which it's I good to know that... Well, I'm just thinking that it's good to know that it's still Discovery at the festival. Because you would imagine yeah. that most people are kind of a little bit more tuned out now. I feel like this coach. Yeah, I, I was I was wondering about that because when I first played my first Coachella in 2015, it was all about the discovery and people would sit and read the lineups and the smaller acts and they would go in and they would discover it and they would listen to everyone's music and it was like way more of a culture, a discovery culture back then. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering if that would happen this year. I, I was worried no one would turn up. We had like overflowing tent, which was yeah. also crazy. For, and you were playing against other big names yeah. too, so you're uh, yeah. I, w I mean, we 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 weren't sure how it was going to go, but um, either way, I would have been proud because it was very much a very true vision of mine that I'd had since before I even signed Allison. Mm. Um, I wasn't in the forefront of the performance. I was inside like um, LED an LED cube that was transparent, and when I wanted visuals, I'd had them. When I didn't, I didn't. And the only time you saw me is when I was lit up in blacklight and my whole outfit was designed to only be seen in blacklight. Like in normal light, it just looked black. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. Um, and your belly was out, which my I belly loved. Was out. I it wasn't actually love supposed to be out, but then we <laughs> we just, yeah. It felt right. Yeah, it felt right. Yeah. It was awesome walking up on the, on the Gobi and seeing that from a distance mm -hmm. and then just walking into that space. Yeah, you know? I feel like a lot of people discovered that show from walking past and getting... Yeah, because yeah. it was so, I felt like every part of it was so well thought out. It was in very that, heavily curated. Very heavily curated. Yeah. And so, and I know you worked super closely with uh, Tyler. Yeah, your Dave visuals Phyllis. guy. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, that, that show took me from August 2022 to Coachella to make. And I you started pre-Coachella booking, right? Yes, I started pre-Coachella booking. And I said to my agent, I begged him, I said, get me a slot at Coachella. I'll do anything. I'll make an album. I'll make an album. Like, I'll do it. Because I know what I can do with this. Because mm -hmm. the album was not done. There was no either. album. <laughs> <laughs> there was, like, songs mm -hmm. and a bit of the album, but there was no album. And I, 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 I said to him, if they see this show, and we had, like, a show at the Roxy, um, tell them I'll, I'll get the fucking album. I'll get a fucking album, and I'll do it. And I'll do it for Coachella and it'll be done. And and I did. <laughs> and I got the booking and I'm like, fuck, I, I got to make an album now. And so it was the best thing I could have done because I was feeling so creative at the time anyway. And the music that was coming out of me was very much what belonged on that album. So it was very serendipitous. Mm. Um, I feel extremely proud of that whole body of work and the plan is to tour it once the baby's out um and play more shows with it but I was just so it felt so fresh to me and it was such a different side of my brain that I wanted to really focus on and highlight visual like visually everything I had in my head I remember like having a shower and seeing the there's this visual of the white fango like riding a bike in a red hoodie and I saw it in my head and I sat and I said, this is what we're going to do. And, and, and we made it happen and it happened exactly how I saw it in my head. There was the um, 
the drumming, the white fangirl drumming live, which is actually, you know, we filmed that all ourselves. I had this idea of this girl in a box getting stuck in there and we had that. And it was exactly what I had in my head. Every single visual, I worked with Tyler and, and Tyler and I have this like really amazing creative relationship. He does my visuals for Allison as well, where um, he really sees into my mind. I can't program visuals. I can't make visuals. Like, let's be real. But I can tell him something and he will be seeing the exact same thing and it is such a special creative connection um and it was I mean I'm so lucky to have him working with me yeah just because I you it's you could pair him with someone else or you could pair me with someone else it's not going to be the same like I've worked with people on visuals before but yeah it, it was really our baby and then Dave Fellis on lights who also helped uh, execute the cube I mean I've known Dave for over 10 years from Australia and and he now works with me here and it just felt like this was our show even Cody my tour manager and and I gotta shout everyone out Tebow who's my production manager and Garth like we were all and Tracy Tracy worked who's here she worked on on the outfit like that was all DIY but we were all like in this together, like going through this <laughs> thing just to get my vision materialized. And and when I looked back at the show, it was like the most precise I've ever seen a thing come out from my brain onto into the into this reality. Yeah. yeah. This tangible reality. I, what is reality anyway? I mean, <laughs> I could this could just all be a simulation and I this could be a DMT. More likely trip. than not. Yeah. yeah. Um but like, you know, I, I I saw it and I was just like, holy shit, this is, this is what hard work does. And yeah. like, there's this thing that I learned about called the learning pit, which, um, a friend of mine who's a snowboard coach told me about, and it's about when you try and do something very difficult and execute it and level up as an artist or an athlete or someone in who works in an office, it doesn't matter anything in life you, you want to learn how to cook you want to be a mother like there's a thing called the learning pit where you start off here and you know that <laughs> that during this experience you're going to have to go into this deep pit where you're questioning why you're doing this and it's going to be yeah. difficult and but you just have to know that whatever the deepest you are in that pit you can get out yeah and so I would be in this fucking pit making this album and trying to get these visuals done and <laughs> tearing my hair out and no one sees that part of the iceberg at all. Um, but I knew that I could dig myself out of that pit if I just kept going. Like, visualizing a pit for me, like, every album and, and every time I'm going through anything difficult in my life recently has really helped me. Yeah. yeah. Um, Gotta hit the low lows. And get- I, I have a song on, on, on Lona called Forever, which is basically the pit, the the. the, the line, it'll feel like forever until it doesn't, is like a, a verbal version of the pit. Right. And so if anyone is listening out there or watching, like it's it's hard things are fucking hard. And and that's the fact. You if you want to reach something at a certain level, you have to push yourself into the pit mm-hmm. to get out of the pit to evolve. Yep. And it's not easy and it's not fun. It's like the fucking worst. Yeah, but then when easy. you when you when you see your vision come to life, whatever it is, it is the most highest of highs that you can ever get not like i don't know sex drugs like pissing when you really need to pee like <laughs> it doesn't come close to that feeling of achievement yeah um it's like this rare air like how many i don't know i just think about it i don't know how many people i know um in the, I, I don't know how to put this but just like seeing exactly in my brain something come out into this world exactly how i visualize it is the trippiest feeling yeah and very few people get to experience that it's so trippy i was gonna say too i mean obviously there's so much work put into the show from you said august 2020 is kind of when you first started even thinking about it 2022 2022 yeah that's when we started thinking about the new show yeah yeah when you first started thinking about it but it's also an accumulation of everything you've done just as an artist in general. You know, everything that you've learned and gone yeah. through with Alice in Wonderland, I, I it really, all goes into I this. I don't think I would have been able to do what I did with White Fang if I hadn't 
had the experience mm-hmm. of doing what I've done with 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 Allison. And um, you know, there's so many fails that I've had doing this. Um, but I don't see them as fails. Like I, I really don't. I every time you can't be scared of failure when you're doing this and and you have to be okay with taking risks and it not paying off because most of the time it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And that's another ice part of icebergs you don't see. Well, this is really important because I feel like this is kind of like why we want to do the podcast. But like yeah. what you're describing with the pit is basically the process, right? Like yeah. People, I think, now are a little bit more results-oriented than process-oriented. Yeah. They don't yeah. feel like actually having to fail should be part of the journey. Like, how do we fast-forward through that part? How do mm-hmm. we skip through the part where, like— And it's also stuff you, you know, never see it because we're such, like, a instant gratification, everything's highlight film, reel. highlight yeah. reel yeah. culture now where I think—I mean, I think about it all the time when I'm still—I'm not, like, young, young anymore, but I'm still at an age where I want to, like, try new things. Oh, yeah, and you're, I get like, so, 70. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm up, I'm up there, <laughs> but um, but even I can feel it in my head sometimes when I'm thinking about like, oh my gosh, I don't want to fail, like I don't want people to see me embarrassed or whatever. But that's exactly how you move past where you are. Oh if you God. never do that, you just stay in the same place. I've, I've, done, I've had so many fails. Yeah, and, I, and I'll continue to have fails. And you have to, and look where it's gotten you. It's I because mean, you take the risk and you try. Anyone who sets out on this is gonna have to, you know. There's a point in time where I was about eight years in my career still posting flyers on Facebook that I'm DJing, you know, and I'm sure yeah. a lot of people are like, oh, he's still doing that thing, you know, and. <laughs> but I mean, it, it takes 10 years to even get past that. Right. Because yeah. fucking same, dude. And, right. and we've and spoken about really, it before. Yeah. Like I was, I was like DJing and uh, like I was producing in this little time. I mean, my, my early studio was my bed right. and like I didn't, f- I couldn't fit anything else in my bed. So I had this, this like double bed. And I had decks on one side and then like a, like a laptop speaker plugged into my, and I think early on my Instagram, if you scroll back to the very early thing, there's a picture of my early setup, but it was so, so not good, but I was making music. And then at night, like six nights a week, it was, you know, um, I was DJing Yeah. like five to eight hours a night in the clubs. And, and I mean, not just clubs, the bowling alley, like at the, <laughs> at this, the, you know, the restaurant, at the, the local bar. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. No, you're you're paying your dues. I was, yeah. you know, yeah. someone's corporate birthday party. Like I was doing everything mm-hmm. and it, it wasn't at the time. I actually didn't really think there would be a result from it. I was just happy to be here. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it takes years and years Unless you're really lucky and you have like a viral moment, especially now, it takes a long time. Yeah. And I say this a lot in interviews, but you're going to hear a lot of no before you hear yes. And that is normal. Mm. And you like the amount of times I was told, we don't like your voice. We, this music doesn't make sense. We don't know where to put like, and then I'm, I, I, I worked on making it. So it was undeniable that mm. they could not play me on the radio, especially in Australia. We built a community without radio. I was throwing warehouse parties. I was releasing these songs. Um, I was, I was like, okay, they're not going to support me. The label's not going to support me. F- whatever. I'll just DIY. I'll just do it myself. Yeah. And um and 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 you know, Garth was doing it back then. I, I played like there was like. 250 shows or over a year you know I would turn up to a pub and I had a suitcase with a lighting rig in it and set it up (laughs) I'm not even joking and there'd be like 30 people there and I'd take one photo and be like this show is good and I'd built I built it I built a following off just doing it yeah and then it got to a point where people started to follow me and um it became undeniable for for the like when I put out a song for the radio to just ignore it. To, yeah. to be honest, yeah, I think that's. I mean, I love hearing your origin story and the origin story of you know a lot of the artists that we know of today because I always think to now it's so fun to watch artists go through that journey. And I think it's so, it feels really vulnerable. For you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The artist is like. (laughs) Exactly. And I think, but it's such a good reminder, you know, and that's why I think this is so, it's so important 
for people to share the stories of how and where you came from because you've I think got, yeah yeah you've got to and there's so many artists now that I feel like again back to the whole like instant gratification culture thing where I think that they see the highlight reels of everyone else and they're they're like why am I not there yet or, it's really hard and also so it's hard. not just instant gratification it's instant judgment yeah you could put something out and then everyone has a oh my god sorry I, this is a pregnancy symptom. <laughs> that, was, that was good. We should sample that. That was clear. This is real life some right clear here. audio. Put that in a DAW right now. Don't pretend like you're embarrassed. Yeah, well, you Quicks are, can make a banger out of that one. You proudly all the time. Oh, yeah, he sampled my burp. <laughs> Actually, oh, he's already done it. Yeah, he has. Okay, good. Yeah. Wait. See, I already, I already he, thought. He, I, I'd send him a vocal once, and I, or like something had happened, and I'd done a burp, and he had a recording of it. And he asked me if he could sample it in a track. I think his last EP, my burps. I'll tell you one thing. Safe Life on my last album, there's like, um, just before the drop, it goes like, do, do, do. And then in that sound is my burp. <laughs> no way. Yeah, let me see if I can find it. Uh, what? <laughs> Are going to pull this up for reference? Yeah. How did that come to be? Like, how did you because decide that that needed would, to be the texture there? would sound cool with the drums. No joke. I mean, I get it. When you explain it that way, yeah. the texture of a burp. There's I no fully rules. Get it. There's definitely no rules. Not in your studio. <laughs> Is this the first time you revealed this? Cause um, I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Do people know? No, I don't think so. Wait. That's my burp. Wait, the like... <laughs> bup, bup, bup. The yeah. bub bup, bup part? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then also... That's my cello, that sound. Oh, but anyway, awesome. but yeah, that's the, the many sides of you. Yeah. The burp and the cello. The burp and the cello <laughs> refined. And that is a burp. That's layered with a burp. And I was like, it was literally like a, uh, uh, uh. I don't know. I can't do it now. You can sample the other one. But it was like, <laughs> whenever I sing, I always get air caught. And it's really hard when I'm playing a live show and I'm live singing because I'm always getting, I'm going to burp on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet. It's, it has. It has. But no one's called you out on it though. Like, da, 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 burp. <laughs> like, See, no one is. This is the real I, I behind the scenes. Like, I burped like five times and just done this, so you know, just had to. Well, yeah, yeah, little did you know, you got to burp. Yeah, I didn't want to burp into the mic <laughs> you while you were telling you a can't story be about. Scared to fail. We're just <laughs> talking about this. Take, take some risks. I know. I just you know I. <laughs> Seem Let the very, people know. Seems like I would be very much burping on your on your origin story. So. That's totally fine. Burp on my, so many people have burped on my origin story. I don't care. Well, oh actually, I, I I think Valerie was getting at this, but I'm also interested since you've been here. Like, I think SoundCloud. We were talking about SoundCloud and Hype Machine was a big inflection point for you. That's kind of like when you had your breakthrough. Yeah. But since then. You know, EDM has always been like a boys club, electronic music in general. But mm -hmm. what are some of the like the positive things that you've seen throughout? You know, maybe that you've even indirectly yeah. or directly contributed yourself. I, I've recently seen a lot more women in electronic music get accepted earlier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, whereas I wasn't seeing that as much. And I know it's still hard. And I know they still get shit. I was speaking to Level Up about it. Or I was speaking to Subtronics about it. And his fiance is Level Up. Level and he Up, was yeah. Like, and, I, you know, I see it sometimes on, I, online and, and I'll just stand up for the for the girl who it is. like I remember someone was like actually yeah it's it, it is what it is and the thing is like you have to come in there prepared knowing that that might happen yeah yeah um or like you're saying like you know there's plenty of there's plenty of um young female DJs who post a reel they're playing at a massive festival and you're still going to get the comments like she's not doing anything it's like the exact same thing yeah, that any see, other person is doing up there but yeah. They, yeah. They're probably doing more. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's right. And they're going to have to fight um, through more. Because they know yeah. those comments are but coming. Yeah, exactly. Time. Also, I, I I, mean, the good thing is I am seeing a lot more, like especially in the techno scene. Uh, mm -hmm. It's like so many women yeah. are, are like at the top above the yeah. men. so good. And it's so good. You know, like you have like like Charlotte DeWitt, Emily Lenz, like mm -hmm. it's just it's cool. Yeah. Um, I just love it because, I mean, and I think this relates so very much to you, is that, you know, five, ten years ago, we didn't see it, so people just didn't know that that could be the way it is, you know? People just assumed it's I all mean, men, you know? and Yeah, I, it was just, like, a lot less. Yes. And I think, um, you know, there were still uh, women killing it. Mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't as highlighted, and I think that they were probably pushed down more than they should have been. Mm -hmm. Um 
we, I mean, people tried to do that to me and I was like, ha ha ha, fuck off. I'm going to headline. Um, <laughs> that's, I mean, I love that mentality. You just have to keep going and it's really hard. And the thing is you can read like a thousand positive comments and then there'll be one and you just think about it and stir over it and stir. Over it. I was talking to a re- very, very famous pop star about this recently who I won't name, but talking to her about it. And even she was like, oh, man, there's this one comment. I was like, dude, you get oh, like, no. like yeah. 37,000 comments, like every post. And, and and she's like, I know. And I'm like, the one. But I'm like, fucking same. Like, you'll see it. And I'll just be yeah. like, oh, I'm not going to write back. That was one of the things about early SoundCloud. You know, you'd see hundreds of positive comments. Yeah. You'll fire. And then the one negative is like, the artist like, that snare sucks. Claps back immediately. <laughs> it's like the know? worst snare ever ever heard and you just be like that's the snare i fucking spent like three days trying to fucking find you know what it is though now i I just use the same snare all the time well i mean that's 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 how you get back at (laughs) it if you listen to the white fang record there's like three snares that's it it's like if it works it works you know uh, my tour manager's like oh the snare the alex snare that you the alex snare you can name it the alex it's yours there we go (laughs) it's not mine I think that when you engage those people, though, like, they're so not expecting that. And then a lot of people will either, you know, they'll walk back what they said or they'll, they'll like, reason what. I think it's just that people are think they're shouting into the void. I mean, you know? the only time I engage is when I have a really funny comeback. And yeah. I'm like, this would be a shame <laughs> yeah. to, like, waste. There's like, and I'm not, like, sitting there crying. I'm, like, on yeah. Twitter and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be funny. And it's going to make someone pissed. Um, and... You know, when I know that it's going to be funny. Yeah. Uh, I, I used to clap back a little bit more. And now I also don't really read it as much. I I, I put my phone down a little bit more. That's it's, good. Yeah. Um, you keep track of your screen time? No, because listen, <laughs> I'm like really addicted to Bejeweled. Oh. What? You didn't know this about me? No. I spent money. Oh, I like, oh, like that. Problem. Like microtransactions. Okay. Whoa. I don't talk about it. Wow. <laughs> This Are is, you like highly ranked on Bejeweled? Very high. <laughs> really? Okay, I want to know the no, number. We don't, uh, Do you know the number? I literally like send updates to my tool manager when we're not touring, and he's just like, "You are fucking." You saw me do this. She's seen. She's. <laughs> we're getting a nod of confirmation. <laughs> okay, I didn't know this like, about I'll you. I'll be sitting on the phone, and I'm just like playing. Bejeweled, so if we ever see you looking really busy and occupied, like you're like texting furiously, it's yeah. actually you just playing Bejeweled. And so my screen time is irrelevant because it's right. very, right. because it's, it's just high. Bejeweled has <laughs> skewed it through the roof. I get that. That makes sense. I feel so exposed right now. I like that. Now. No, 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 I actually everyone really like has that. their thing. My Crocs. Sudoku, Crocs. <laughs> Bejeweled. Bejeweled. DJs, they're just well, like see, us. The, the reason why I didn't get into Crocs is because like you were talking about the, the little things you put in there. It's like the, the, the little giblets. Mm-hmm. Clearly, your feet are not happy. <laughs> yeah, you could be a happy. I just guy. thought that once I, because I went to a, uh, um, I went to a swap meet and they had like thousands of like the the customization the things you could things. put. In the, yeah, I was like, this is too deep. This is like way <laughs> Why too didn't deep. Why did you bring me? Role. What the fuck? I hey, yeah, Melrose Trading Post <laughs> at, at Fairfax There's High School every Sunday. Catch me there. You, yeah, I was. Bring the baby. <laughs> bring the once, once, once you get through that period, bring the baby. The bring the baby. baby. There are babies. Oh my god, get the baby Crocs. Why didn't I get those? There's always still time. There's still time. Um, yeah, G got me. Um, so simply G, he got me baby vans. I'm like, very cute. Every time I see baby Nikes, I'm always like, oh. But it's <laughs> what a waste. Yeah, I just feel like <laughs> usable for three months. Yeah, exactly. Like one month. Um. Well, I want to talk about something because, you know, you were just talking about women. The dance scene, how things are getting better. Now, you were actually talking about, you know, talking to other stars and bonding about things. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like we haven't even talked a lot about what it means to be pregnant and a woman right? in this oh. field of work. Uh, it's funny. Um, another artist I was talking to was Grimes. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I'm speaking to a lot of, like, not even in my scene, like, just a lot of women who are mothers, yeah. like, actresses yeah. and Artists, who are creatives. in uh, the arts mm-hmm. at the moment. And I seem to have been getting the weirdest, like, circle of, what's the, the joint, where people pass a joint around? Like, 
yeah, my uh, text messages right now are from like the weirdest. What's it called? Rotation. Joint yeah. rotation. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. think about these people. Dream blunt rotation. Yeah, it's, and it, I think it would be someone's dream blunt rotation. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the baby blunt. I was thinking to Grimes, and she said something. She's like, it used to be like not cool to right. be, pro- but now it's like punk rock. Yeah, right. I yeah. love like, that. I feel cool. I feel fine. Like I don't feel any different. Um. Yeah, I mean, like, fuck, I just played EDC main stage, and Dolce & Gabbana asked to dress me. Like, that was awesome. It looks great. It looks yeah. fantastic the while doing fire. it. <laughs> well, that's a, that is like, interesting that, yeah, the, the punk I don't know aspect. if that would have happened 10 years ago. Probably not, because think, it wasn't cool to be married or have kids or any of that, and I think maybe this next generation or this generation is kind of taking it back on their own I don't really know terms, what right? cool is. Like, right. the thing is, like, it might not be cool, but... I'm not trying to be cool. I'm just like <laughs> that's true, but that's cool. my life. But, but not trying to be I cool. Mean, I, I think, think it that... just comes down to like, I mean, even at the beginning when we were asking you just like how you're doing mm-hmm. post ADC and being really busy. Yeah. It just feels as though I love that your answer is just like you're happy. Yeah. Even though I'm people happy. assume that it's going to be hard and you're going to be is, tired. And the thing and is like it is hard. Of course. And the other thing is every pregnancy is different and every pregnancy has hard things to it. Mm-hmm. Physically, it is very hard. Mm-hmm. Emotionally, it is very hard. But... I'm so grateful to fucking be here. I'm so grateful to be able to carry a child. Mm-hmm. I'm so grateful to be able to play main stage at EDC, to be able to play Coachella, to be able to create an album pregnant, to be able to create a record label. Like, I'm grateful. And, like, losing so much in my life and going through so much traumatic shit has prepared me to be able to go through hard times and be grateful for what I have. Yeah. And so I, you know, I, I want to get up on stage. I want to play like it. I've always been like that. So for me, it makes me happy. Um, and, you know, I, again, like no one can no one should be able to comment on your pregnancy. But you mm-hmm. because they don't know what you're going through and they don't know. Like, like, again, if I was in a compromised situation, I wouldn't be doing this. I wouldn't be playing easy. I'd be in bed. But mm-hmm. I get checked. I'm very careful. Yeah. And I, I don't, you know, if I, I think just because I've always pushed myself really far as a person, um, I'm just naturally very, um, <laughs> I don't know, at Christmas, my dad looked at me and just was like, do you ever like stop? <laughs> like, he's like, the, the whole time I've known you as a person, you're constantly, your brain's constantly like this. That's why I don't do drugs. Right? That's it's literally probably one of the reasons. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I also don't think they're very good for you. Well, that's but, true. Um, that's a secondary problem. But, like, I, don't, I can't drink coffee. Mm-hmm. When I have boba, it's, like, game over. I'm, like, so hyper. So you have that natural energy. like Yeah. Because- I mean, like, Tracy will be, like, I, I keep – Tracy's over here, but, like, I, she, she works with me. And, like, every – Goth, everyone's just, like, you just don't stop. You yeah. just don't stop. But, I mean, it's, it's better to have a really packed schedule because – I think my brain just doesn't stop. Like, right. That's what happens when you're excited and happy. And But I've always been like that, yeah. like, even when I wasn't happy. Like, fair, fair. like I, I've never stopped. Like, otherwise, I wouldn't be where I'm at, you know? And, like, my brain just doesn't. It doesn't let me stop. And there's a joke, go- you know, that I'm going to be, like, giving birth on the phone. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, so we're going to get this. This is probably going to happen because yep. my brain is, like, so... Um, it just uh, like it's it's like I'm I'm on like a Red Bull naturally. Wow, is that how I feel, especially with work? Must be nice. Which is why you're saying you're already excited for your post maternity return. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> I got Red Rocks. Like I don't know. I, and I, is that going to be the first show back? No, my first show back's North Coast, uh, September third, mm-hmm. and then I have some other ones that I don't think have been announced yet, which are really exciting. And then you have Red Rocks. Friday the thirteenth of October. Oof. Oh wow! It's gonna um, be in October. Yeah, it's gonna be sick because like I'm planning a very different type of show. I feel like I'd be doing a very similar AW show for a while. So, right. you know. And the, sorry, this is the third Red Rocks headline. No, it's my fourth, fifth, fifth, fifth. maybe. Wow, that's impressive. I don't remember. But you've done multiple days. Uh, yeah, yeah. On, yeah. There's, there's been like on, on year, yeah, many year. days of it. Because, you know, some of some years they give you two nights. Some years they give you one. Is that your favorite venue in the, in the United States? Yeah. Yeah. That, and I like the Gorge, too. Is 
baby going to come with you? Yes, because I found out I was pregnant actually when I played Red Rocks last year. The day. That's awesome. I was like literally, (laughs) yeah, I took a test and Ty was backstage with me and I was just like (laughs) pregnant. (laughs) Wow, that's an unbelievable full circle moment. (laughs) That is going to be And I was told like if I found out I was a pregnant, if I found out I was pregnant, I wasn't allowed to raise my heartbeat. You're like, <laughs> and, I, and I called the doctor and she, she was like, don't raise your heartbeat. And I'm like, oh, listen, oh, no, I'm playing gonna... uh, Red Rocks uh, for like two hours. Small little intimate. <laughs> and I don't know if you've seen me play, but. Uh, may raise my heartbeat a little. <laughs> it's just gonna, like, and then I called my mom and she was like, oh, just go hard in the 80s. Like, I went hard. And <laughs> you don't want a precious baby. That is true. And I, I was mean... like, that's cool. So she does I, have a point that yeah, the former yeah. generations went real hard. Yeah, yeah. she's like, I, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't know what they she's do. She's like, you'll be fine. Yeah, she's yeah. like, good. in the eighties, we were doing things. Yeah, they. <laughs> we were doing yeah. things. There's a reason why we're so overprotective now. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's gonna but, be amazing. That was now. crazy, and 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 like at the end, because no one knew at the end of the show, I told my tour manager because obviously he had to know. He brought me sparkling apple juice, and I pretended to drink champagne, but it was fake. Wow. Yep. That's going to be... I was a faker. Sparkling apple juice is kind of great, though. To be honest, like, going through this and, like, discovering mocktails has been really fun. Yeah. (laughs) Because they make them really fun. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, you can't... Especially now. You can't be tipsy. Cool. We're going to give you, like, a colorful thing with fun little things around. inside. Yeah, like, fruits and Mm -hmm. fun little things and... (laughs) Yeah, cheers to mocktails. Yeah. Yeah. I... Yeah. It's there's this Trader Joe's like lime and jalapeno thing that Ooh. I mix with like sparkling water at the moment. I pretend I'm drinking like a fancy, yeah. fancy schmancy cocktail. But if I was to drink something after the baby's born, yeah. What do you What are you most looking forward to? There's like two. Yeah, I want cold sake. Ooh. Like I just want like a and I I just want to sip it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like I want to get wasted. Or I want. Um, a Bloody Mary with like one of those like little hamburgers on the straws. Oh, a hamburger. You know the little. Yeah, like the very extravagant Bloody Marys at like, like in West Hollywood. Yeah. Right, right, go right, right, right. and There's get like, like a whole meal. And hamburgers. Yeah, yeah. But like. What my... a specific craving. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Was that a thing you liked before? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Another thing I didn't yeah. know. <laughs> I love Bloody Marys. With the hamburger though. With the hamburger I've never on had top. I've one with that. I've just oh. Googled them and they look really fun. <laughs> Okay. I've just had like a normal Bloody Mary. I don't think it's like normal to have the little, but then they have like the little like it's like a slider and like yeah, people put like whole meals on top yeah, like of Bloody Mary. Yeah, like a Marys. chicken nugget, and then there's like a, <laughs> yeah, you know, just like fun shit. I'll take the number six on top of the, Bloody, like, Mary. Top of like the Bloody Mary. Like fries, yeah. like yeah. flayed out. I don't That's know. Good. Sounds fun. It does sound fun. Yeah, so I want to do that. But okay. my 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 birth meal because like so many women want sushi, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I want sushi delivered to a hospital. Mm. Also fair. Oh, um, so the birth meal is like a thing. That, oh, yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, like, because there's so many things you can't eat. There's so much right. I can't eat got right it, now. It, it is it. like killing me. So not sushi then. I want a Reuben. Ooh. Like a Reuben sandwich. I've been saying this for months. Like, because I can't have the Russian dress. Like I can't have yeah. mayonnaise stuff. And I can't have deli meat. And I just want a mm. rye bread. Whole Toasted. Thing. Toasted. With the, with the. Uh, that's going to be a hearty, just, like, hearty meal. Fucking Reuben sandwich. All at once. I want it so bad. <laughs> like, I really want it now. Ten minutes after delivery, you're on Uber Eats just yeah. oh, the, assembling the Reuben. While like, she's delivering, she's like, ah. I want it fed to me while I'm going, Ugh. like, I I want, yeah. you know. Coleslaw? Yes. In the, yeah, got it. Wow. No, not coleslaw. Um, It's uh, not coleslaw. Sauerkraut? Sauerkraut. Sauerkraut. Yeah. Ugh. Wow. That is what I want. That's not unexpected. I didn't eat lunch. Jose, what are we thinking after? <laughs> don't oh you dare get a Reuben and don't <laughs> you dare text me in, in front of you. I'll be so mad. I'm more of a club sandwich. But uh, pastrami. Yeah, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you, though. I'm God, you. I just want a fucking Reuben. You're so close. Can you please, like, document that as well? Oh, yeah. The, the, yeah. the Reuben? Yeah. The post-baby Reuben? Oh, the, yes. Cool. Yes. <laughs> I love it. The, uh, the baby's actually kicking really crazy right now, and I think... <laughs> Because of the there's food a, talk. There's some support here. Yeah, there's Ruben. like a yes, we're on. Um, but that's what I want. Um, give me that, please. Mm-hmm. Um, Ty knows. I'm excited for you. Yeah. Um, my parting question to you is, 
in this moment in time, I feel like we have you at such a special moment where Mm -hmm. in the near future, you're kind of looking at a couple months of this new phase and then right after that back into shows and hopefully new music. Mm -hmm. So what are you looking forward to? How are you feeling? I don't know what I'm looking forward to. And I'm a very much intuitively based person where I Mm -hmm. go off, you know, I'm very much like in the moment and then what I see in the moment that inspires me, I hyper-focus on. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I And like people have asked me this my entire career, what's next? What are you looking forward to? I'm like, I don't fucking know. I don't, the only thing I know that's guaranteed is that I'm going to have a Reuben when I give birth. <laughs> right. At least we know that yeah. now. Um, yeah. I'm, look, I'm, I'm excited to meet this rando that's like living in my belly. Mm. I don't even know you. You've just been like sucking Who the life Who are out. you? Who are you? <laughs> Are we cool? Like, okay. um, but yeah, you know that, um, and I'm excited to do more music and, and push things. Uh, I'm just, I'm constantly being inspired by things and I, and I don't know what turn that ever takes me, but once it does, I'm on that journey. Well, I will say it's been, you know, as a friend and just as a person who admires all things you do, I will say it's been so inspiring to not only see you go through this journey on a personal level, but also just to see how joyful and truly just excited you've been through the whole thing. Because I think, again, going back to all the things we've talked about, just knowing that someone can do all the things that people said they couldn't and also have an amazing time. Let me add that 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 was told. I was told that many times that if I got pregnant, it would ruin my career. I had someone who worked for me say, I hope you don't get pregnant because your career's over. So many people have said that, had said this to me in the past. And that's why I've reached out to this dream blunt rotation of amazing (laughs) women Mm -hmm. um, because they're doing it and they're killing it. And in fact, I think their career got better after. Um, And like, I don't know, life is what you make of it and it's going to be challenging no matter what. So yeah. Um, And uh, you know, without going into detail, it was very, very difficult for me to get to this day. I actually, there was a time where I didn't think I would be able to have a child. It was a, a big amount of time and it was very difficult for me and it was a very hard like thing to face. So I'm just grateful that, I, that, that I'm able to do this right now. So yeah. So grateful. So happy for you. And I just can't wait because I think you're right. We don't know what's ahead besides the Reuben. Yeah. But I just know that whatever it is, you're going to be, you know, having the time of your life. You're going to make great music that yeah. we're going to be looking out for. And I can't wait. Woo. I, I mean, yeah, there's already music. Oh, hell yeah. Woo. There we go. There we go. It's coming sooner than we think. Yeah. But anyways, we love you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's all hold hands. Let's all hold hands. What an amazing way to kick off the podcast. Hell yeah. Oh my God, I'm so stoked for you guys. Got the baby kicking off the podcast as well. Hell yeah. There's four of us here right now. (laughs) This is crazy.